Good morning, everybody. Hello and welcome to episode number 58 of the RDO podcast with the boys, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Is Alex? Is it 58? Yeah. I think last week was 57. I thought we did 58 last week. Oh, who knows, mate? Who Come knows? On, mate. Let, let me double check. And while No, you... it was 57, so we were you're right. wrong. <laughs> we'll keep that in. I had a monster week mm-hmm. this week. I have sold a few cars. Mm-hmm. I have bought... A lot of cars. Mm-hmm. I bought myself my first toy for <laughs> found funds. Yeah. Which now I haven't completely formalized it. We've agreed on terms. Right. And I'm just waiting for them. They've got to change some rego stuff over. I should get it by Wednesday. But I just bought a twenty twenty one Toyota Yaris GR rally. Oh, you got one? Yeah. So which so car nerds? The only new car I've cared about yeah. in probably the last five to eight years yeah. was this car. Reason being, Toyota, which is the most boring car manufacturer on the planet, yep, but makes a quality car, mm-hmm. decided all of a sudden that they were going to make a little Toyota Yaris homologate special race car, mm. which is so that you, they, they got the... The little Yaris, I think only two components are shared. I think only the door skins are shared or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everything else is all new. It's got a three-cylinder, 1.6-litre turbocharged engine. Mm-hmm. makes 200 kilowatts. <laughs> it makes... It, it's four-wheel drive. It's got a carbon polymer roof. It's got aluminium wow. bonnet and guards. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's manual only. The rally one that I got is the top of the range, which mm-hmm. has got lightweight BBS wheels, Pilot Sport tyres on it, uh, a tricky Torsen front and rear limited slip diff. Mm-hmm. It's mental. I've never driven one. I've, ne- I've never driven one. I know I'm going to like it. <laughs> but, but you know when sometimes you you pick up signs, like there's a, there's a reason to do something? Mm-hmm. So I always flick through. Now, I don't think you can get them anymore. They're, 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 I think they're all sold out. Okay. But I looked at this car and I'm like, uh, I know where that car's parked. I recognise the background. Right. It's it's next to my mate's, it's on my mate's street. So mm-hmm. I ring my mate up, hey, is there a GR Yaris on your street? He goes, yeah, and get this, the driver of that car has just added me on Facebook. I said, what? dude, that is that's, wild. That's said, wild. Walk down there and go have a look at the car for me. Yeah, yeah. So I had a look and we did a deal. So, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Why, are they, why are they getting out of it so quickly? So she came out of a like a, a C two hundred AMG Mercedes, mm-hmm. and thought that she wanted she loved the look of it because these have got big fat flared guards like they look yeah. really angry, but it's too hard as a everyday driver. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a race car. It's a race car for sure. It's literally built for racing. That's unreal. So yeah, that's that's pretty oh, cool. Her error in your favor. Fabulous. Oh, kind of. I basically paid new car price. Yeah, it's right. expensive car. Yeah, for Yaris. yeah that's a pricey yaris that is a very pricey yaris what uh now for for the ladies out there what color is it it's white now the rally gets a special white it's pearl white oh so you have to pay like you have to get the top spec to get pearl white Yes. Like like my Kia Cerato. <laughs> Same it colour. Is the, complete op- the, the, the colour is the only thing similar between those two mm. cars. Yeah. But for me, being a car enthusiast, nothing has nothing has impressed me mm. that's come out that's new. Yeah, there, there's... Yeah. 
this is a driver's car. It's ridiculous. It's a car that shouldn't be made, mm. and that's why it's so good. Mm. And that's why I had to have one. I when I heard when I first heard about Toyota planning on releasing that car, I was like, "What happened?" Like yeah. that is the the like the total opposite of the direction they've been going for years yeah. and years and years and years. And I love it. I I think it's it's amazing that yeah. a brand that is so like. Their whole brand is just based around being reliable and, yeah. and a good, a well-built car, but pretty boring, you know? So for them to actually come to the party and do that, I thought it was unreal. It reminds me of back in... The, so Toyota was very strong in the group and rally days mm. in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. They cheated. The Toyota factory race team cheated in the... Uh, so the world famous How did they Celica. Cheat? This is beautiful. So the Celica that you race on Sega Rally, the... the Great the game. arcade game. Great game. They, there is a set rule for the size of the intake for the turbo. Okay. But what the engineers at Toyota, Toyota Factory Racing, so this is sanctioned by the big wigs at Toyota, mm. they they created it in a way that when you put so much, you can measure it, mm. and the hole met the correct dimensions. Mm-hmm. But under load it would actually separate, like it would actually move out and then create a bigger gaping hole. That's so smart. And rally drivers that weren't in Toyotas mm. were saying it the whole time. They're saying they're cheating. He's like, there, there was a, I can't remember which driver it was, but he was like, I knew they were cheating when their skid marks for the Salikas went for like 200 metres down the road. <laughs> it just made no sense. So they got, yeah, they ended up getting, getting banned. But... This is the first, I would say... So, they brought out the Supra mm-hmm. last year as well, or a couple of years ago, which was kind of cool, but massively overpriced. Mm. But... I felt like when they brought the Supra out, they were just trying to take money from the old school Supra nostalgia fans. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, the, the car itself that they brought out, to me, didn't... It didn't really pay homage to the original Supras as well as it could have. Yeah, agreed, mm. agreed. And at $100,000, yeah. it was way too much. Yeah. Like, at $70,000, I think it was a pretty compelling thing. Mm-hmm. But instead, I just paid sixty for a Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> because that's value. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's great value. You could buy four regular Yaris's for that amount of money. And as as a uh, an appreciation to the brand, mm-hmm. I will this weekend, I will drive a 2003 Toyota Camry Ativa that I bought. Yeah, me. nice. Yeah, in gold. Yeah. Gold nugget. With beige trim. That's called a gold nugget. <laughs> it is a gold nugget. Um, no, that's all. You've had a very, very big week. Yeah. Uh, I've had a... Oh, sorry. Another thing. Yeah. Another thing. The gym buckled me. Oh, okay. And you can't see it now, but mm. I'll send you, you guys pictures. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, they decided to do an exercise where the, you, could, you could put 200% of your body weight onto a wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. And run it around the entire shed here, mm-hmm. which has got a pretty steep... Very steep driveway. Yeah. That you've got to go down one side and up the other side. Mm-hmm. Took me 35 minutes to Ooh. get around the whole thing. <laughs> and I have been broken ever since. Like, not in a... Like, besides my hands, my yeah. hands, which are literally ripped apart. Yeah. Like, there is hepatitis C all over those, <laughs> those grips. Because I had to keep putting it up, like, picking up and put it, like, dropping it. My, yeah. my right hand just kept failing. Yeah, like, yeah kept failing mm-hmm. but yeah I've, I have not been back I would have usually done a session on Thursday but I was mm-hmm. like I can't hold on to anything fair enough just shows you why tradies are ripped eh 
Oh, yeah. Because they just do that shit every day. Just oh, like yeah. it ain't no thing. And they don't put it down. Like some of the guys are saying, you know, when they were doing their apprenticeships, it was a carton of beer if you dropped it. <laughs> you know, so you just wouldn't drop stuff or you drop it on yeah. yourself to save it. I'll tell Matt to maybe include those sorts of incentives in his training then. Yeah, no, but props to all you, you labourers out there. Mm. Yeah, good job. Good job. Good job for now, but then move into a career that you can do long term. I Speaking of fitness wise, uh, I'm trying to fall back in love with running. Yeah, that is again. And I'm only going short distances at the moment because I'm just trying to be consistent. So I'm only doing, there's little circuits like three and a half Ks and I've done it, I'm trying to do it three times a week at the moment. And then once that gets easy, then I want to ramp it up to, there's like a 5K circuit around my house, Mm -hmm. which if I can do that and just get into doing that for a long period of time, three times a week. And then instead of adding distance, because obviously that adds time and I'm pretty time poor, I'm just going to try to maybe add in an extra day and stuff here and there. Uh, or and just I, reduce the time that it takes. Or all that too, yeah. yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it because what I've realized is, uh, and you might remember, or you guys might remember from like a year ago on the pod when I last tried to get into running, I got had knee pain because my meniscus hadn't mm-hmm. healed properly. So I've been going for two weeks now and no knee pain. Yeah, cool. So I think it's finally sorted itself out to a point where I can actually get into yeah. some, some decent routine. So yeah, fingers crossed I can uh, keep it going. And... Should people follow you or, um, if they want to follow you on socials? Oh, you can if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, there's just a, f- a few friends of mine in particular that we've all been sort of chatting just a little bit here and there about getting fit recently. Yeah. And so I've been posting up a couple of videos. And I encourage you guys to do it too. It seems a bit wanky. And I honestly feel a little bit wanky when I put that stuff up. But when I put up my running video yesterday, I had two blokes message me going, Hey, like, I... W- I was supposed to do something today and I was about to not do it. Thanks for inspiration. I've got my shoes on. Now I'm gone. Ask so, what I did, did when I saw it. How much alcohol did you drink? <laughs> I was on my third beer and I couldn't respond because I was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you sweating? Not really. I was killing it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Some, sometimes those games can get your heart rate up fairly high. Yeah. It's a particularly intense oh, not, game. I find Cold War not so much because... It's, it's not unlike enough. Battle Royale, where yeah. once you're dead, you're out. Yeah. This, you just keep respawning. So yeah, okay. hammering it. Yeah, yeah. Now, on that note, can we please like and subscribe? Mm. We want to get those subscriber numbers up. Yep. Uh, we, we're very slowly crawling um, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The analytics of the uh, of the, the other podcast services is pretty useless, so yeah, we yeah. don't really know what happens in that domain, but... Mm-hmm. But it's a big help to us if you um, like and subscribe. And we're getting a little bit more interaction as well. Mm. Having like additional people contact us, and, mm-hmm. which we like. Yep. You know, we really enjoy the conversation. So. Yeah, and we understand too that some of the topics we talk about, uh, you don't really want to leave a public comment about. Yeah. That's totally cool. But yeah, we've had heaps of people reaching out lately, uh, which we've, we've really enjoyed. And I think it's, it's just so important. And I think one of the reasons why... Because our, our, our viewership does tend to be... Uh, it's increasing slightly again. And I do feel like perhaps that's because we do in, try to be as honest as we possibly can every single time we mm. do a show. So I think a lot of the reason why like Joe Rogan's so popular is because a lot of people have tuned out to mainstream media because you know it's just a performance every single time that you turn on the TV, mm. and he's honest as as honest as he can be every single time. And we authentic. try to do the same thing, authentic. Yeah. Being so authentic. now speaking of uh, the mainstream media. And the not so mainstream media. Do I want to speak about today? With this week has been a big week. Yeah, there's been a lot that has happened this week, 
and a lot that has happened that most people probably don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So this show is going to be about some key news stories that dropped this week that you probably haven't heard of that you should know about. And I've written, written a little list. What we'll do is we'll go through, I'll bring up a topic, we can have a little discussion on it, and yep. then we can move on to the next one. All right? So <clears throat> topic number one, Dr. Anthony Fauci mm. has been outed again as lying to Congress. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll go into the specifics of, of how, like this, this is smoking gun shit now, which is really, really cool. Whether anything happens with it or not, while the Democrats control literally everything in America, that's that sort of remains to be seen. But there are midterm elections coming out next year too. So there's probably no better time for this information to actually get out sure. there if you are an American. So you can make a, a, an actual rational choice in the midterm elections next year and potentially steer the balance of power back towards Republicans who might actually do something about Fauci and his bullshit. So <clears throat> essentially, the, this story, what happened is, uh, if any of you guys have seen it, uh, there's, there's been multiple exchanges between Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci in Congress, where Rand Paul has been on him for months and months and months about the lab leak theory and gain-of-function research, and specifically... Anthony Fauci's signing off on the funding of gain-of-function research. Okay, do you want to go into specifics? What is uh, uh, okay? What is the lab leak theory? Right. So if you if you haven't heard of this stuff before, I would encourage you. We did a whole episode on this. Uh, go back and watch it. It's called Take a Propaganda. I think it was episode forty-six off the top of my head. Go back and rewatch that. But to give you a really uh, quick version of it, so gain-of-function research is research which involves infectious diseases that are found in animals and are experimented on in a laboratory to make them either transmissible to humans or more pathologic, which means more deadly. And the theory behind the benefits of -of gain-of-function research is that at one point in time, the majority of these viruses will mutate and jump from animal to human. So if if you can... Uh, do experiments on them first. You can understand how that virus works. You can have vaccines ready to go. You can have treatments ready to go. That's a theory Mm. behind it. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is the head of the NIAID, which is the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases in America, which is a subcommittee of the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health in America. Uh, He has been the head of the NIAID, for like, well, since I think it was in the 80s, 80, right. 84, something like that, yeah. he got promoted to the head of it. So he's an unelected official, just so you're aware. He's the highest paid official in public office in America. Right. I think it's on about 800 grand a year. So, And the American president, I think, is on 400? 400, yeah. yeah. So why, why is this really important? So essentially, right from the beginning, when COVID first began at the start of last year... Fauci was the one who essentially started spreading the bat soup story as far as where the origins of COVID came from. And and we all fell for it. At the, at the beginning... We all fell for it. We all fell for it. So you remember straight away, all the bat soup memes started yep. going around Facebook. That story spread so quickly. Yep. It, it spread faster than COVID. Yep. Right? And... The more that you look into it, the more you realize that the people spreading that narrative were doing it to cover their own uh, mistakes Mm -hmm. and their own, well, essentially breaking of laws. So 
get back to the gain of function research thing. Uh, Fauci's been all for gain of function for a very long time, has voiced his support of it for a very long time. In 2014, under the Obama administration, they put a pause on any gain of function research. Uh, the not when I say they, I mean Obama's government, not Fauci specifically, because wow. he has believed in it the whole time. Sure. So, due to that, a few things happened. Number one, they stopped doing gain of function research in America because the pause was on, and number two, they weren't allowed to send money to the Wuhan lab in China to do the same sort of research. It appears that Anthony Fauci, to get around his own rules, has been sending research money to a company called EcoHealth Alliance, which is headed up by a guy called Dr. Peter Dajic. And EcoHealth Alliance was then sending grant money to the Wuhan lab to do gain-of-function research. Right. Now, a lot of this stuff has already come out. If, if, if a lot of stuff sounds repetitive to you, it is, because this has happened before a few months ago, where there was a grant from... Uh, sorry, there was a paper from the Wuhan Institute of Virology that specifically thanked America for its funding, Yeah. right? Now, the, the argument over that paper was semantics because Fauci was saying, if you look at the diseases used in that paper, uh, it is impossible for those diseases to have mutated into COVID-19. Which is exactly what we spoke about last week, about the way that you can dress language yeah. so that you're technically correct and That's truthful, right. but you are hiding around wordplay. That's right. You're hiding the truth. Yes. So what is important? What has changed this week? Well, a new paper has been released, which was actually the details of an EcoHealth Alliance grant from, like directly signed by Anthony Fauci from the NIAID. And it is literally, it's in 2017, and it is literally for the investigation of bat coronaviruses. So what you do with your hand? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I've got a tick, which he only notified me of the other day, and I just did it. Yeah. So uh, now, I'm, now I don't know what to do with my hand. Um, so he, so yeah, the, this new paper's come out, they where and it specifically states the dangers which are involved in, stop laughing at me because I did it again, the dangers that are involved in this particular type of research. Yeah. And they were saying, like it's even written in the, in the grant application itself, that the potential for exposure to SARS and other COVs, as they referred to it, yeah. is extremely high when you're doing this sort of research in bat caves where there is the potential, like you've got lots of bats overhead and there's a potential to inhale fecal matter, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So this is like a smoking gun moment yeah. because Anthony Fauci the entire time has said he does not and has never funded gain-of-function research. This, this grant is literally for gain-of-function research. And just to paint a picture of what that means, that means that America, and Fauci in particular, mm -hmm. has effectively caused and funded coronavirus. The whole COVID crisis. Now, where that is problematic... Is why is he the guy that's going to fix it? Well, so before we get into that, okay. if you go back to the start of 2020, I think it was April 17, 2020, because I watched a video on this the other day and it just confirmed the dates for me. Fauci said a speech about how a new paper has come out, which and he and he specifically says, I'm like during his uh, his speech, which I'm going to call a performance. He specifically says during his performance. 
Uh, I'm not sure of the authors, but a new paper has just come out which states that the mutations in in SARS-CoV-2 are 100% in line with what you would expect from evolutionary theory. So in other words, trying to put it out there that it came from animals and there's a new paper that's come out to support that, yeah. that claim. That was the 17th of April. Now, a lot of this stuff has come out because Fauci's emails have been leaked from a, a Freedom of Information Act request. Sure. And on the 18th, there is an email from Dr. Peter Dajek, who is the head of EcoHealth Alliance. So again, for those of you who haven't seen the last video, you got Fauci at the NIAID sending money to Peter Dajek at the EcoHealth Alliance, who is then sending money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he's working directly with them mm -hmm. as well on, the, on this research. So Peter Dajic sends Fauci an email basically saying, thanks very much for your support of our cause. Your credible voice will stop all of these essentially conspiracy theories going around about this being a lab leak. That was on the 18th. What's really interesting is that paper that Fauci was referring to on the 17th was written by four scientists, one of which was Dr. Peter Dajic. So how so how's this? How's this? The guys who are involved in the gain of function research, which has potentially I'm thinking ninety-nine percent caused this entire pandemic, those guys wrote their own paper to say that they didn't, and then referred to it to their own paper. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. This is what happens when you control the whole system. Yes. So anyway, what's gonna happen from here? To be honest, I don't know. Because the issue is, is that Dr. Anthony Fauci is the Democrats' golden boy. They have been celebrating him the entire time. He was their guy inside the White House who helped to discredit Donald Trump whilst he was still in office. Mm -hmm. And they protected him the whole way through. So at the moment, the Democrats literally have the balance of power in every part of the government in America, mm -hmm. which is why he's been protected this entire time. I don't feel like that can go on for much longer. And as I said before, there's midterm elections coming up next year, which for those of you who don't know how the midterms work, it's got nothing to do with the presidency. It's got to do with the seats in all the in the houses and like the Senate and the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. So those are the real decision makers anyway. It's not just the White House sure. that makes decisions. It's it's like in Australia, we've got parliaments. So the what I hope happens is the story gets enough coverage where some people who are maybe waking up to the fact that the Democrats have been protecting this dude who may have caused this entire thing yeah. the whole time actually wake up and go, you know what, I want something done about this. I want him to be held accountable. I'm going to vote in my Republican representative. So at least that way they can actually, uh, they can actually bring justice to this dude. Isn't it wild? It's like a movie with a massive plot twist mm. where this... this most people would consider Fauci a hero. That's right. But he is turning out to be the villain mm -hmm. all along. Like, he's going to pull the mask off at the end and, ha, I got you all. That's right. You know, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you damn meddling audio podcast motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but think about it. That's happened that many times already. Andrew Cuomo was another one of the golden boys. And then they pulled his mask off and got rid of him for sexual assault. Not for the 12,000 grannies that he killed, but, like, he's... Is Golden that a, boy. Is that a good segue into the one that's happening here in Australia? Which is... Oh. The ICAC. Oh, Gladys. Yeah. Okay, so so just, just, to, just to tie it up in a little bow, uh, if you don't know about Lab Leak Theory, go back and watch, I believe it's episode 46. It's called Take a Propaganda. Uh, 
go and watch that episode because we run through the entire timeline as we knew it then. Yeah. This just further vindicates everything we'd spoken about. And I do believe that this grant is the smoking gun. Yeah. And why it's important is that Fauci has been the head of the entire Western world's response to COVID. So right from the beginning, the guy who caused it has been telling us all how to fix it. And his thing has been take the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. That, let's move next. on. So next, we've got our gold standard in Australia, or at least last year, Gladys Berejiklian. So Gladys uh, just yesterday announced that from this Monday, she will no longer be doing 11 a.m. press conferences and that the uh, the numbers will still be released every single day, but she sees no need to go to continue to do these press conferences, which is interesting considering she's done them every day for however long this thing's been going on for and the caseload's still going up. So yeah. I think they reported something like, like... the worst time to go away. That's right. This so, is you need leadership. Uh, the most yeah exactly so if you think you've needed to do these press conferences every day up until now and the problem's gotten worse you probably need to continue to do them it's much easier to say five than it is to say 1542 <laughs> i think it was yesterday right. so why else is this interesting so what you'll obviously notice about these press conferences to me the most interesting part about all of them is the end of the press conferences when the journalists actually try to ask questions and generally, if they get, especially Gladys, if they get asked a question they don't like, Gladys just says, I'm offended by that question and moves on to something else. Yeah. So... And how come we can't hear the questions? So, it's by design, mate. Yeah, it's It is 100% so, by design. So, and at the beginning of all these press conferences, no journalist was asking real questions anyway, which is really frustrating. But that is turning. Yeah. I've noticed it's turning. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why perhaps she's now, now opting out and yeah. no longer doing them. What is another interesting part of this story, though, is that Gladys is now actually being pulled back in front of ICAC again, the ICAC, which is the, is it the Independent Commission Against Corruption? Yeah. So the corruption, anti-corruption watchdog, which she has already been grilled over in the past due to some of her grant money that she has handed out. And she's being pulled back in again because of a $5.5 million grant that was given to her ex-boyfriend. Uh, so for- just pause for a moment. So there was there was a scandal that she was um, having an affair with. Well, well not an affair. Not an affair. Relationship yeah, she was having... A or something. She was banging a dude in, in government and appeared to be giving him and his constituents favourable treatment when it came to handing out money. It must have been some good dick. Oh, it must have been some great dick. Mind you... <laughs> Bravo, if you- sir. <laughs> If you're, if you're that old and in the public eye, and any dick's probably a good dick. I mean, you're not paying for it anyway because the taxpayers are. So the, the latest scandal is about a $5.5 million, I think it was for a sports facility, yeah. uh, grant, which was originally uh, declined by an independent committee because it didn't pass a uh, cost-benefit analysis. Yeah, yeah, it was not viable. It was not viable, to which was then... Uh, overruled and paid out by the government. Do you know what makes it viable? Some of that smooth dick. <laughs> Give me some of that smooth dick and we'll get this done. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, in other words, uh, during a time when you guys have all been locked down in Sydney mm. and unable to earn your own income, your tax dollars have been funneled through Gladys to her ex-boyfriend because of that smooth dick. Mm. Now, again, 
Why is this important? Because if this is corruption, and this is the second time she's been pulled in front of the independent committee against corruption, then perhaps she's corrupt. Mm. And usually corrupt people don't just commit one crime, especially when they've got the most power in the state. They commit multiple. And the signals are hiding. The signals are not willing to answer questions. Like, we all know a liar. Yeah. You know, so the rough rule of thumb, and this this is great for people who uh, are going to grill their partners about something. <laughs> if they respond with a question yeah. or outright, like, hostility, yeah. they're lying. That, yeah, that's, that's evasion. And yeah. why, why can, people... Can we demonstrate can... that? Sure. Where were you yesterday at 12 o'clock? Where was I yesterday? Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Case in point. Uh, Why we continue to fall for this stuff from politicians is beyond me. I do believe that it is because they have created such an an environment of fear where people are willing to be controlled and they they are willing to listen to the person who keeps telling us they've got the answers even though their metric of poor success is case numbers and the case numbers keep going up. So why Just again? to hark back to what we said last week where we knew from the, the get-go that there's no way out of it if you're going to categorise success by case numbers. That's right. Now, on that note too, which, which is related, there, and this is also where I feel like certain journalists, like perhaps the gig is, is almost up. Uh, there was a report in the Australian newspaper this week, which essentially laid bare the actual numbers of COVID-19 yeah, from last this year. Wild. This so wild. if you hadn't seen it, uh, I'll give you a quick little blur, which is nine out of 10 Australians who died from COVID-19 last year had associated causes that contributed to their deaths, including existing chronic health conditions. Of the 866 people who died from COVID-19 in 2020, 258 had dementia. 209 had chronic heart diseases, 112 had diabetes, 96 had hypertension, and 92 had chronic lower respiratory diseases. So, I won't read the entire article, because that's the main stuff about it. Now, again, why is this important? It is because it appears that the... COVID has essentially been used as an excuse to ram-raid all these new laws in, which have completely stripped our country of our freedoms mm-hmm. and of, our, of all of our rights. This is unconstitutional, what is going on at the moment. And they have done this under the uh, state of emergency provisions. So in other words, they've gone, we've, gone we're, we've declared a state of emergency, and in the meantime, we're just going to ram-raid all these extra laws in which benefit us. Mm-hmm. Now, one of these particular laws, they rammed in which, again, most people don't know about. I can't remember the specific name of the laws, but it is the New Surveillance uh, Act laws, which have been changed. So now, with the Surveillance Act, what police actually have the right to do, because this was voted in bipartisan, both Liberal and Labor voted this in. Mm -hmm. Get them out. Hashtag get them out. Hashtag get them out. Uh, Police are now allowed, with no warrant, to access your social media accounts and your online accounts. Mm -hmm. That includes your email. They are able to take control of said accounts and they're also able to use your accounts by putting in information or even doing things like messaging people. That is now, that's a law now in Australia. Can I give you an example where that was used in America? Sure. Ross Albright, Mm -hmm. Albright, he was the 
creator of the Silk Road. Yep. He never got done for trafficking drugs. Mm-hmm. What he got done for was murder. Right. Because a yes, police officer got a, 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 um, took over one of the user's accounts mm-hmm. and started threatening to, like, release everything. Yeah. And he, sta- he effectively created a hit job. No one was ever murdered. That's right. And there's big arguments over whether, you know, he was entrapped or not. Yeah, to me, that that's entrapment. And He's still in jail. Yeah. And he will never, ever, ever come out. That's right. And what is what is terrifying for regular Australians underneath these laws is that, let's say, they want someone to go away. So, I've, I've been following the Friendly Geordie story recently. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. And so, so Friendly Geordies, for those of you who don't know, is a YouTube personality from Australia who's very, very critical of government and especially government corruption. Liberal government. Particularly liberal government. Only liberal government. Only liberal government. <laughs> uh, and he has been calling out uh, John Barillaro because he's corrupt too, yeah. uh, who is the Deputy Premier of New South Wales. And he so friendly Geordies recently his 20 year old producer had his door kicked down and was arrested by the fixated person squad of the New South Wales police force now the reason why this is a problem is because the fixated person squad is in the is just under the anti-terrorism it's branch. part of the anti-terrorism part of it which means the the laws that are applied to these crew are terrorism related laws not just normal criminal laws which are far more strict and require far less proof which is another example of laws that were in place for something that was fake. That's right. <laughs> right. Because all, all these anti-terrorism laws got snuck in because of September 11. None of them have ever been repealed. They're all still sitting there. Yeah. So, and what it appears has happened in the whole Friendly Geordie's case is that John Barillaro has been saying, this dude has been way too critical of me on online. It's hurting my image. Take him out is what it appears mm-hmm. to have happened. And this is an ongoing situation as well, so I encourage you to actually have a look at it. And they tried to using regular police, mm. and regular police couldn't do anything because they're like, he hasn't broken any laws. That's right. Just talk smack on yeah. the internet. You're allowed to be critical of government officials. Yeah. Like, they are paid for by taxpayers. Yeah. Uh, if you take public office, you're a public figure, and you are open to criticism, especially when it's warranted. Yeah. There is nothing that has been said uh, by friendly Geordies about him that you could say is wrong. Yeah. Nothing. So, which is why you can't just take him out with a criminal proceeding. Mm. So, why, again, for you guys, why is this important? So, now there is a situation where your government can access your, say, your Facebook account. And if you have sent a message to a friend of yours, even in jest, where you said something about maybe how fun it would be to assault a politician, they can then look at that and go, oh, that's a threat against a senior government official, and they can go and lock your door down and arrest you for or it. Or even worse than that. They could, they could access it and say, well, okay, we don't have enough to get him right now. Yeah. How about I text them as the friend and how about, how about I amp the situation up to a point yep. where we can take you down? Or how about I... is an example of where that happened. Or how about I plant some child pornography on their phone? Yeah. And that's the thing. This sounds outlandish. This is all possible now. Yeah. Because those laws have been put in place while we're not watching. Yep. So, again, getting back to the point of that article... It appears the vast majority of people in this country that have died from COVID have had serious secondary health conditions. Now, one thing we have said multiple times before on this podcast is how the burden of proof on a COVID death is the polar opposite of the burden of proof on a vaccine-related death. Now, the latest TGA figures say that over 500 people have died shortly after vaccination, but they're only saying that nine of them are definitely from the vaccine. 
but it's like 490 coincidences because the burden of proof is completely different. Mm. So it's an unfair comparison. It's absolutely an unfair comparison. And it is it is disgusting because the entire now I have noticed and this is why I, th- I feel like the jig is almost up in the last week and tell me if you guys agree with me the pressure on people to get vaccinated has ramped up to the next oh, level. Insane. You've got Premier Dan Andrews saying we're, we're going to lock people out who haven't been vaccinated because we don't want the unvaccinated walking around the community spreading the disease, spreading the virus, because that's what they'll be doing. There's going to be a vaccinated economy, and if you want to participate, you need to be vaccinated. If you're not getting the vaccine, you're making the wrong choice. That's literally verbatim what he was saying yeah. in his speech recently. It's wild. It is wild. You've got... Queensland, you can only enter the state if you're vaccinated. Uh, you, you've got people trying to leave the country. You're not even allowed to leave the country unless you're vaccinated at the moment. Yeah. I saw an article yesterday. They've knocked back 15,000 applications for people to leave the country. I know that a friend's trying to send one of his workers over there and it's taken him seven months yeah. to put everything together to get him out. Yeah. So, guys, this is not normal. And when you go, oh, and, and when you say, oh, like it's, um, my freedoms haven't been affected. They absolutely have. And you just haven't noticed it yet. And you know what? If you've still got that attitude at this point... You've got rocks you're, And you're part of the problem. Yeah. The only reason why this stuff has been able to go on as long as it has is because of that attitude. Yeah. Like... Unquestioning, unwavering. Yeah. A, a commitment to what's being told on mainstream media. Yeah. No one... Lapping up the, the, the uh, fear porn that is, is, yep. is put in front of you every day. You are the problem. No one has ever... In the history of anywhere, apart from maybe Sweden, because they're completely different to us, no one has ever trusted politicians. Ever. Because we all know that politicians are in it for themselves. That's why you get into politics in the first place. Mm-hmm. It might have, it maybe used to be about nation building. Well, the nation's already built. So now if you look at what all these pigs in the trough do every single day they're in parliament, it, it's all just to, to, to benefit themselves. Why any of us have decided to start believing them in the last 18 months that they actually have our own best interests at their hearts is beyond me, except for the fact that they've created a climate of fear and then they've put themselves up there as we're the saviors and we're, we're going to solve the problem for you. Yeah. So they've created the problem by all the fear porn and the fear mongering and the incorrect reporting of deaths. And then they've tried to offer you a solution which is in the form of mandatory vaccination. Now, you'll also notice during this week too, there's been a lot of discussions around the vaccinated economy and about businesses reopening because you've got Freedom Day coming up in New South Wales next month. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what, see what they feel like at the time. Because yeah, I heard the, I heard the um, news this morning say it's eight weeks, eight weeks away, Freedom Day. But that would, the 18th is four weeks away. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they've already been given the script to say that it's... Oh, yeah, it's... Back. Yeah, and, and... How can you? How can you open... Oh, using well, your metrics. Oh, exactly. Driven. And and so actually, there was there was another interesting post that I saw yesterday from uh, Premod yeah. on online, where New South Wales active cases dropped by thirteen thousand cases yesterday, just overnight. Yeah, thirteen thousand people recovered yesterday. Crazy. How good's our medical system? Speaking of which, let's talk about something that can potentially make people recover, because this has been an interesting story this week too, particularly after our discussion of Joe Rogan's experience yeah. last week. So. As you would know, Joe Rogan used ivermectin as part of a cocktail of drugs to kick COVID within five days. Once, so once he tested positive, yep. he hit it. He hit, he it, hit it. So... I want to say he hit it. He went to doctors. He yeah, he it. went to a doctor. Now, your media has told you... Well, not your media, because I know you guys actually 
looking outside the web now because you've been listening to this podcast for long enough. Ridiculous. If you're still here, uh, so the the Australian mainstream media has been on the horse paced uh, <laughs> train all week. Literally ridiculing people for even considering taking ivermectin, saying it's horse medicine. We've already covered that it's not. Rogan has even um, hinted about suing CNN because they did the same thing because they did the exact same thing in America. And he's like, it is clear as day it was prescribed by a doctor, so it's just blatant lies. Now, so it appears at least anecdotally. Because Donald Trump was on ivermectin too, and he kicked it. He's like 74 years old, eats burgers every day. Not the healthiest guy on the planet. He kicked it fairly quickly. And ivermectin was part of his cocktail that he took. There's a lot of studies overseas. If you look at India, look at what's happened with India's COVID cases ever since they started taking uh, ivermectin in most provinces in India. It's Peru. Peru. So if you look overseas, there is at least anecdotal evidence that it may exist. So our Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia has... Just yesterday, the 10th of September, released new restrictions on prescribing ivermectin for COVID-19. So our Therapeutic Goods Administration, who is out there to make sure we're all health and safety, or healthy and safe, released a new, uh, new restrictions. Today, the TGA, acting on the advice of the Advisory Committee for Medicine Scheduling, has placed new restrictions on the prescribing of oral ivermectin. General practitioners are now only... So hold on, just so you're aware, this is... This is TGA for people, not horses. Yeah, yeah. So they are talking about it's this drug for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horse division. Yeah, <laughs> Therapeutic Goods Administration of Horses. Uh, general practitioners now only able to prescribe ivermectin for TGA-approved conditions, scabies, and certain parasitic infections. Certain specialists, including infectious disease physicians, dermatologists, gastroenterologists, and hepatologists, liver disease specialists, will be permitted to prescribe ivermectin for other unapproved indications if they believe it is appropriate for a particular patient. So, so in other words... A, don't go to a GP. Go to a gastroentomologist. Uh, yeah. Gastro yeah. So our, our Therapeutic Goods Administration, in response to positive data on the effectiveness of ivermectin... No, in response to Joe Rogan. That is in response to Joe Rogan. Yeah. No one was talking about it before. Yeah. It's in response to Joe Rogan, the, the biggest juggernaut of media on the planet. Who also did did actually confirm on his podcast yesterday that he's not vaccinated. Yeah. Because that was up for debate. Uh, they've made it harder to get ivermectin in this country. And even more important, like the, the thing that strikes me the most is one of the things that Rogan did speak about is about hitting it hard and fast. That's right. Early interventions. Yet we, we don't do it. We do zero early interventions. That's right. It, we send you home. Yeah. This disease is so deadly for everyone that we send you home with no medical interventions. We don't even try a drug like ivermectin. Does that not does that not just scream like it how how clear does it need to be that we are being fucked over? Yeah. Yeah. And and how clear does it need to be now? that your doctor that they've been telling you the entire time to go to and get advice on whether or not to get the vaccine, that they're completely controlled on what they can tell you. Yeah. Because their their own post says they're now telling doctors, you're not allowed to be a doctor. Even if you think this will help, you're not allowed to prescribe it. Which is, it's supposed to be up to the doctor. Yeah. You've got government bureaucrats telling doctors not to use their medical expertise to treat their patients. And guess what? They've been doing this the whole time. The entire time. Ivermectin is just a, a, another example of this. But they've been doing this the whole time. So do you, you guys might remember in the news, a few months ago, uh, fairly early into the vaccine rollout, 
where the government was saying, uh, because of all the AstraZeneca issues, oh, just because it's not approved for under 40s doesn't mean that you can, sorry, it's not preferred for under 40s, doesn't mean you, you can't have it. You just need to go and consult with your doctor and they will let you know whether you can have it or not. And then all of these doctors down in Victoria were telling people not to get the vaccine. Well, what did the government do? Ah, oh, well, we're going to give the doctors indemnity. So that was when the indemnity forms came out. And I can guarantee you this, with those indemnity forms came another back-end memo to the doctors saying, if you don't tell patients to get the vaccine, you're fucked. Like, if, you, if, you, if you're a doctor now and you think that ivermectin will support the health of one of your patients and you're not one of these special doctors who is allowed to prescribe it for things other than those issues and you get caught out doing it, you can now lose your medical license. This is, all, this is all for our health and safety, ladies and gentlemen. This is all for health and safety. Doctors aren't allowed to doctor for your health and safety. What a fucking crock of shit. What a, what a crock of shit. And if you aren't completely furious and over this stuff by now, I don't know what else needs to happen. Yeah, like what, I mean, if you are watching this, and you're probably not, but if you are, and there is something that doesn't fit for you, Hit us up, even if you don't want to do it publicly. Mm-hmm. Like we we are open, we are open to this. Which we're trying to red pill people because there's way too much blue pill going around. Yeah, way too much blue pill. It's mm-hmm. really effective. Mm-hmm. Everyone's lapping it up and yeah. loving it. Mm-hmm. If 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 we are leaving a gaping hole, tell us what it is. That's right. But, uh, just be be aware. We're unfortunately we're going to supply you with the facts. We're mm. going to supply you with the study. Not the reporting of the study. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're going to cite. We're going to cite real data. That's right. So, if, if look, if you're here and you're asking questions, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is one of the worst. Like it, it, easily in my lifetime, it, I've never seen anything crazier than this. Mm. I've, I've never seen any. I've, a, I haven't heard of a lockdown since freaking air raids or something, or yeah. you know, during a world war mm-hmm. or uh, or. I think it's certain towns during the 19, uh, 1912 yeah. Yeah. Um, Spanish flu. Mm. This is crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. This is crazy. And even using the logic that they're giving us, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's right. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yet we're lapping it up. Mm-hmm. And like you said last, uh, was the last time, the time before, if you're one of these people that's happy with the protections in place, but you're just living your normal life, mm. Like, don't be so selfish. Yeah. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about other people. Think That's of, right. Think of some other people. If you're mm. just thinking, I'm sitting here in my little bubble yeah. and I'm cool, well, how about you, you spare a thought for someone else? Like, yeah. don't be so selfish. And, and the, the reality is, if all the laws go away tomorrow, you can still stay home. Exactly. You, you can, can still lock your yourself in your house. You can still... There's no laws against wearing masks outside. Yeah. Like, you can still do every single one of these things that are being mandated. You can still get vaccinated. You can do whatever it is that you think is going to keep you safe or whatever the government is doing to keep you safe. You don't have to leave the state. You don't have to travel overseas. Except access early interventions. Well... Because that's been government mandated. But all those early early interventions don't work because they're not TGA approved, mate. Yeah. But you can do all of these things. But stopping so fucking selfish. And the problem is this. Most people who are all for all of these protections... Because their lives are already set. They're sitting at home. I'd say a lot of them are retirees for a start. Mm. They're sitting at home in a house that's paid off. They're retired, so they're on a government pension, so the money's still getting paid. Oh, yeah, your income is our taxpayer dollars, by the way. 
So the workers are tr- who are trying to go back to work are trying to pay for your pension. So if you want to keep that pension, maybe we need to go back to work. But your life's already set up. But I want you to consider some of these things. So not to be selfish about it, but here's my situation at the moment. Me personally, as an individual, completely unaffected by COVID. Completely unaffected. I've been a stay-at-home dad for the last 12 months. I'm not working. It's, it's no harm, no foul to me. We basically haven't been going anywhere anyway. Mm. But now, my wife's pregnant. Our doctor that we were assigned to the first pregnancy, who is now supposed to still be our doctor this time around, she's immunocompromised. So our doctor, so Amanda's about 14 weeks in now, our doctor has refused to see Amanda in person because she's scared of COVID. Our doctor has refused to see a pregnant mother in person for a checkup because she's scared of COVID. Now, when... So uh, last week, Amanda had some issues, which it appeared to be some sort of stomach issue, which obviously when you got cramps and stuff as a pregnant woman, that's very concerning. Our doctor refused to see her. The only place that we could go to get my pregnant wife medical care at the time was the our medical center in Ashmore, who is literally taking everyone as walk-ins. So you would assume anyone who may have COVID is only going to our medical in Ashmore because they're the only doctor's surgery on the Gold Coast, apart from the respiratory clinic who has to test you every time, who are seeing patients. So you are putting my pregnant wife at risk by sending her to the place where potentially she might get the disease that you're all fucking scared of in the guise of public safety. Now, her father lives in the northern rivers of New South Wales which has never had a COVID case. There is the border closure. He has not been able to come and see his daughter who is pregnant since she's been pregnant. He, early on, went and got the vaccine when he didn't want it because he was told you needed to be vaccinated to get into the state to see, to to, to get into Queensland. The week that he got the vaccine, they changed the rules that only essential workers could go across the border. So he'd already gone out and got a medical procedure he didn't agree with because he wanted to see his pregnant daughter and then they changed the rules again. So when you're looking at, so you got Freedom Day coming, right? Freedom Day coming. Yeah, if you double, if you double vaxxed, you can go and do all these things. Well, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. If you guys get double vaxxed and get to Freedom Day and the goalposts get moved again, that's on you. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't figured out what's happening by now, that's on you guys. Yeah. It's on you. And the reality of the situation is the only reason why we are having conversations like this is because we care enough about this country and about everyone. We are not being selfish and saying, I want everyone else to be locked down for my own protection. I want everyone else to be able to assess their own level of acceptable individual risk and be able to live their fucking lives. My my argument from the beginning is, is, and, and Freedom Day is a perfect example of, if they get a massive spike in cases, then what? Yeah. Okay. And then, but it's okay then. That's right. Okay. So then what level of hospitalization is okay? Mm-hmm. What level of um, case numbers is okay? And if yep. it was okay, why couldn't we be okay from the get go? Like Sweden. That's was. right. That's right. Now the next part of this, which has happened this week as well, because it's so relevant to Freedom Day, because only the double vaxxed can go and do anything. Well, this week the mainstream media has started covering booster shots. Booster shots. And just just so everyone knows, we've known booster shots from day one. Yeah. We knew they were coming. We knew they were coming. 
And we've, we've spoken about it for months, but since we've been allowed to on this podcast. So we're going to tell you you're on boosters. We're already on the fourth shot. Like we're, yeah. we are already thinking about the fourth That's shot. That's right. So in other words, look at Israel. This is what's happened in Israel. Israel rolled out the most aggressive vaccination program in the world. And then what they what had they have had happen since then is they've experienced a massive rise in cases and they're all Delta variant. So I do believe this goes back to what we've spoken about before, which is the mass vaccination program has allowed for uh, genetic selection of a strain of COVID, which can be dominant because it can get around the vaccine. Mm. So now Israel has been talking about booster shots for a few months now, and they've already started rolling them out, especially to people who got vaccinated early because their data has shown that the protection from the, wa- the, from, from the vaccine wanes after five months. Yeah. Now, get this kicker. When I saw this advertised on Channel 9 News last night that we're going to start talking about booster shots, they talked about data out of Israel. And the data they spoke about was a new study. There's always a new study. Yeah. Always a new study. There's a lot of Which studies. I'm all for. I'm all for. Studies. Yeah, but okay. maybe do some studies about things like ivermectin and stuff yeah. that actually fucking works yeah. and is cheap and is affordable for poor people. So... A new study's come out of Israel, which has shown that a third booster shot actually increases your protection. That's literally all they said out of Israel. They didn't mention the fact that the reason why the booster shot increases your protection is because the protection from the original two shots has waned after five months. So just to paint a bit of a mathematical picture around that. So the line, the, what was, say the quote again? The quote is... The quote is, uh, new data out of Israel has shown that a third booster shot increases protection from COVID-19. Which, if the your old shot was at zero, yep. and the new shot was at 0.1, mm-hmm. then you could say that statement yeah. truthfully. And, and especially considering the fact that they didn't ever mention a baseline. Yeah, and remember we were talking 96% back in the day, 96% effective, and then it slowly went to 86%, and then it went to 60%, and mm-hmm. then... It's 0%. If but you look at the numbers, their numbers have skyrocketed. And uh, the argument, a lot is, of the argument is, it's the unvaccinated. Oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay. Did. so let me paint you a picture. Israel is at all-time highs for they, cases. They are the COVID hotspot of the world. All-time highs. Mm-hmm. So the people that are arguing it's the unvaccinated that are the problem, mm-hmm. how is the new uh, the new caseload higher mm-hmm. than the last spike when there was no vaccine available? Mm-hmm. So even if one person was vaccinated, then the new, new those numbers should be lower. Mm-hmm. But we've got... They're 60% double-dosed. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually higher than that. I, I think, I feel Google like... Google shows. I'm just using what okay. the Google number is. Yeah. I checked it this morning. It was 60% Because this is the other concern that you need to consider is it's whether or not they're quoting double-dosed or fully vaccinated. Because oh, Israel, Israel has vaccine passports and have had for quite some time. And they've just recently made updates to the vaccine passport saying you are not fully vaccinated unless you've had your booster yeah. shot. But so, so to clarify... When, when your friend goes and says, no, it's the unvaccinated, yeah. then explain to me how you can have more, more vaccination mm-hmm. and more cases yeah. than you had when you had no vaccination. That is a mathematical impossibility. Mm-hmm. 
Yet that's that is what Channel Seven said. That's Channel Seven said this morning they doubled down. They said, "Oh, the reason why um they're, they're having a massive surge is because they didn't vaccinate enough. Yeah, they need they stopped at sixty percent. That's mm-hmm. why need, ours needs to be way higher than seventy or eighty percent. Yeah, and they need more lockdowns, and we need to, like uh, 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 and they needed more restrictions. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing." You can have no cases. I mm-hmm. believe you can have no cases. Mm-hmm. But that means you locked up in your house mm. and you cannot move. Look at New and Zealand. no one can move. That's the only way to be zero. That's not life. No. And look at New Zealand. New Zealand was like, yeah, okay. They locked down really, really hard and they had zero cases for a long period of time. And then they get a case and then the entire country locks down again. That's not sustainable. Yeah, you you can't be, do that forever. You could be zero. It's, let's say tomorrow Australia is zero. One person comes in, you're no longer zero anymore. That's right. And it's going to do virus, yep. going to virus. That's right. Now, the other thing that uh, that annoys me about this entire thing is that you can guarantee uh, as the, the vaccination number increases, what the media will be reporting is this. Oh, the case numbers are going up, but the death rate and the severe illness has gone down, which means the vaccinations yeah. are working. Well, as I've said again multiple times on this podcast, every single virus in human history has evolved in the same way. It evolves and it mutates to become more transmissible, which means more cases, and less pathogenic, which means less deadly. Because the hallmark of a successful virus is not killing your host. If you kill your host, there is nowhere for you to go. You do not survive. So all of us are walking around every single day with probably thousands of viruses inside our systems, which are just not very pathogenic which is why we've been talking about the PCR testing has been so problematic this entire time because it can literally pick up one molecule of SARS-CoV-2, if that's what it's picking up, in any one system, if it wants to, as long as you cycle it high enough because we've all got something of everything inside our bodies. But the reality of the situation is this. Delta, the cases are surging, the death rate continues to go down because I believe... It is mutated to be a variant which is more pathog- oh, which is more contagious and less pathogenic, and it's able to get around the vaccine. The other argument that you see a lot of is when you compare case numbers up to like the hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah. And people will say, like, and I use Israel as an example because they're most the most extreme example of mm-hmm. you know they're six months ahead of us yeah right and we, we will follow that trajectory because we're doing the exact same thing that's doing. right okay so the death rate follows the same trend line as mm. the case rate but less deaths compared to the last um the last pump right the last yeah. and which there is some could, good news there is some good news with that which i'll get into you it. could attribute that you could very easily and i'm sure the media will attribute that to vaccination and you know what parts of that maybe mm-hmm. but it could also be argued that we now have, we now know what to do when mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah. And so therefore, how do we know how effective the vaccine is at stopping? That's right. Because there's been no clear test because there's no control group. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the, what they're, um, they're spouting now that that report that came out in Australia saying, if we had 850,000 more cases, we would have had, like they just picked some random thing out and then moved they, they painted this scenario of how bad it could be yeah but they also moved the death rate from 0.01% to 0.08 yeah because so because so the report basically says this if we had more deaths we would have had more deaths yeah 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 if we would have had more deaths more people did you would know have died. that that's terrifying yeah. if we would have had more deaths we would have had more deaths 
And then someone asked about the model and like the modeling. And the guy's like, oh yeah, the modeling's there. You're like, yeah, yeah we are being fucking lied to. Yeah. And, and, like, if, and if, and if you're, and start telling your friends when someone hits you up, oh, are you going to do it? Pressure them. Yeah. Tell like, them. I, I, I don't want to be derogatory because we've said it many times before. Anyone who is still believing this shit at this point in time, it is because there has been a massive propaganda juggernaut, yeah, which has been working against you dollars. to make sure you believe a certain thing. Yeah. But I can, I, I can tell you right now, my patience is wearing thin. And at this point in time, I'm starting to consider this as more of an IQ test than, yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Because... It is, it is the absence of rational thought. It is completely absent. Yeah. And all this bullshit about needing to be vaccinated to protect other people, when the data shows the vaccinated still get the virus and still spread the virus, I'm okay if they change overnight and they go, you know what, uh, we've had a look at it and the vaccine's going to protect you, no one else. So get the vaccine if you want to get it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But this bullshit rhetoric that you need to get it to protect fucking granny, just, just stop it. It is a lie. It is a, this is and an IQ even, test. And if you believe it, you are failing. And it's not even a lie perpetrated by the manufacturers of the vaccine. No, it's they the haven't said shit. Yeah, it's not written on the box. All, all Pfizer has said in their actions is that our vaccine works so well, we're currently developing an antiviral therapeutic drug to go with it. Yeah, Pfizer-Nectin. Yeah. So, speaking of cunts... There's also something else happening this moment, which most people won't know about, which is there are currently uh, some court cases in play in New South Wales, which are on a media blackout. They're not talking about it on the media, <laughs> funnily enough. That's always a good sign. Yeah, yeah. So the the main case on this one is there is a, a law firm uh, called AFL, which is not the, the footy club or the footy uh, code. Uh, it's three different lawyers' names. They are suing uh, New South Wales Health uh, Minister Brad Hazard and the Chief Health Officer Dr. Kerry Chan. Who can we just can we just call for what it is? She's dumb as fuck, and I I feel is this like we're taking health advice that she's got. This is the one who said the words "new health, uh, oh, new, new world, world order, order" during the week. Yeah. So if any of you guys have watched The Dictator, and uh, there's uh, was is a president. Aladdin is yeah. it president or no emperor or... emperor or whatever emperor Aladdin maybe and they 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 realize that he's going to do the wrong thing so they replace him with a dumb dumb body double that's Carrie Chan <laughs> she is the dumb dumb body double of Emperor Aladdin yeah she's getting smashed <laughs> yeah because she says the the secret things out loud now as well <laughs> which is why there was that footage of uh, last time they were being grilled by a, a Senate committee where they kept trying to address questions to Dr. Kerry Chan and Brad Hazard just kept speaking over them saying I'll, I'll answer your questions because he knows she's so dumb she'll say the wrong thing yeah anyway there is a they're, they're currently being sued by a legal firm in New South Wales stating that their health orders are unconstitutional. And that they are trying to block those two from making any additional health measures or laws in 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 the future. Perpetuity. Yeah. That's right. Now, what I think is particularly interesting out of this, and it's I'm, I'll be keeping a very close eye on it because it will show how either strong and robust or corrupt our legal system is. Is I believe that I believe these health orders are unconstitutional. And I believe that these government politicians 
who have been bringing in all these new protections and laws and, and control measures under these state of emergency, uh, well, states of emergency that are in place in all the states, I believe they think the state of emergency declaration overrules our constitution. Right. That's what I believe. Right. And Which and you could argue. Which like, you could potentially yeah, argue. Yeah. You could say, oh, well, it's a state of emergency, so we have to suspend your constitutional rights so we can get control of this thing. Yeah. Now, I would have copped that if they got control of this thing, but they clearly don't have control. And now they're... I, I just... Honestly, I just feel like this has gone on so long now, they're just drunk on their own power. Yeah. So it'll be so interesting to see the results of this case uh, because we have constitutional rights in this country like the the freedom of travel and commerce so it is a it is a constitutional right in australia that all of us australian citizens are allowed to cross any of these borders completely unimpeded it is a constitutional right today my wife and and her mum are going down to the orange block blockade at the border to attempt to see my father-in-law which I was speaking about before, over the blockade. That is unconstitutional what is happening. Now, for any of you who are still on the, yeah, but they're doing it for all of our protection bus, these politicians don't even follow their own rules. So if you would have seen last weekend, our commander-in-chief, ScoMo, uh, he got an exemption to fly from the ACT back to Sydney for Father's Day. Mm. Is Sydney hotspot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think um, about 1,500 cases a day at the moment in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, and it's obviously in the West, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, in the, it's in the poor places, which we've locked up. Yeah. The ones who are uh, more adversely affected by lockdowns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he got to fly back to Sydney to spend time with his family and then fly back to the ACT. Now, they actually had the RAAF fly him out there. So our taxpayer dollars paid for a little little cheeky flight for ScoMo. Which they would have anyway. We would have which they would have anyway. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, but so it's not for safety though. It's not for safety. Yeah. Was so, he a bubble boy like the Moors guy from Seinfeld? Well, the problem is even if you're an if if you're a bubble boy, you can still get COVID on the outside of the bubble, and you can roll that bubble and touch other people with it. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Now, so so you got that. You've also, if all of you will remember from my previous rant about it, which with our golden girl Anastasia Palaszczuk, who for our own safety, uh. The week after she told the federal government to cut in half the amount of international arrivals, flew to Tokyo to secure the unopposed Olympic bid when Japan was a fucking COVID hotspot at the time too, yep. uh, and then come back and take up a, a spot in hotel quarantine. Yeah, how come it's right for them? Yeah. And then you've also got all these stories about, you know, the NRL players' wives getting flown up here. Oh, but hey, presto, Anastasia Palaszczuk's got the NRL grand final. And they're talking about on the news this morning that, like, all these kids, these sick kids that can't get hospital care. Yeah. The only way that they can do it is by getting on the media. Yeah. And Darren Hinch said it this morning. He's like, like, so what about these people that don't have... There's probably hundreds of people that want to cross and can't cross. So, so effectively, all you people out there that are saying that this is to save lives, you're literally killing people. Yeah. You're killing kids, right? And you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. And I'm just saying it now. Uh, Because it appears that the health advice that uh, that our our government officials always take is based on uh, media and political pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the health advice. Yeah, and the health advice is for us, not for them. Anything that is healthy for a politician's career is the advice they take. Yeah. And that's all. That is public servant health advice. Yeah, exactly right. 
these public servants who get paid, I don't know, is it $8,000 a week or, or whatever it is, uh, to lock us all down in our homes and, and tell people we're not allowed to go and see friends and family and make completely irrational decisions. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all based on health I'm advice. I'm front kick people in the street now. Like, like when, when, when people... And to be fair, most of my network has actually been really... Like, I've got nurse friends, right? Yeah. And I, we can have a rational conversation with it mm. and they totally get it and they yeah. are totally on board. They totally see it. I've got a friend in America... <laughs> And he's he's just got corona. Yeah, it's his second time. Mm-hmm. The only thing he could couldn't do was his five a.m. run. Yep. But he's got to stand down for two weeks. Yep. Unpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the crazy thing is, if you are if you are vaxxed, you don't get tested. That's right. They don't even test you if you're vaxxed. So they're anymore. spreading it, which yeah. probably falls in line with what's happening in in uh, Israel, right? Mm. Is that you, you're just around? You're just out in the community, spreading it, spreading it, spreading yeah. it. But this is what I mentioned. I think it was last week, or maybe even the week before, where the CDC literally announced that they're no longer reporting breakthrough infection numbers because it's not it's not politically it uh, beneficial for yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Because if Each everyone realizes that all these vaccinated people keep getting the disease, yeah, then, and dying from it, yeah. yeah. And now you'll often you'll also see too. Recently, Joe Biden's come out and he's now starting to do vaccine mandates as well. Yeah. Because I, I, and again, this is what I feel like. There, are, we are coming into a very special period in time, where the hemispheres' temperatures are changing. Mm-hmm. So what we will experience in Australia is we will experience a drastic drop off in cases and deaths over the coming three months. If they're allowed out. If they're allowed out, but even even regardless of that, we'll if, still experience it. If you're stuck in a high rise in a low socioeconomic area filled with people and you're laid outside, you're still going to have cases. Yeah, yeah, you will. But overall, because the rich people will be allowed out, yeah. the, the case numbers will still drop. Yeah. So you will have case numbers drop off, you'll have death numbers drop off, completely drop a cliff. And all these politicians will be out pulling their, their themselves. Puds. Their puds, yeah. Because I was thinking there's actually more puds than, yeah, than the alternative. Uh, they'll be pulling themselves going, oh, it's all because of our vaccination program. But again, I encourage you to go back and look at... There are, there are graphs for like the COVID death numbers which show a complete drop off a cliff last October because they keep saying October is when things are going to hit their peak and start coming down because that's what happened last year without vaccines yeah. when they completely fell off a cliff because it's the hotter weather. There's more like people's vitamin D levels get higher again because they're out in the sun. COVID doesn't spread as much outdoors as it does indoors because it's a respiratory virus. So you will completely see our narrative over his ship because everything will drop off. Now, They'll take- on the contrary, countries overseas such as America and the UK, their caseloads and their death numbers will start to go up again because they're going into their colder weather, regardless of the fact that these countries are fairly highly vaccinated. Now, I have noticed uh, in the news as well, they keep now talking about how low America's vaccination rate actually is, which is like 56%. Because right. in America, it's very partisan. Yeah. But over the last few months, they have talked about how America's vaccine program is going so well and how we were lagging behind because it suited the narrative that we go, oh, if they're doing it, we should do it. So, but now that we are past them and now that America is about to get smashed with cases again, because I think they're getting something, it's like 150,000 cases. I don't know if it was a day or a week. It'd be a day. It'd It'd be be a day. 150,000 cases a day now in, in the States because they're going into colder weather. Yeah. Because as we've been saying for months, respiratory viruses spread the most during colder weather. Well, uh, I was getting a haircut last week and there was an old man 
sitting in the one next to me mm-hmm. and I, me being a ageist, was obviously assuming that he would be very happy with the way everything's going for all the examples you gave before. Mm-hmm. And his words to the, to the guy's cutting his hair, he goes, <laughs> this is word for word, very well-dressed man, covered in R.M. Williams, mm. you know. He goes, way more people died of the flu before no one gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was his lines. Well, it's true. And yeah. I'll tell you right now, if I get to 90 years old, which is unlikely, but if I get to 90 years old and there's some sort of other pandemic and they're saying, don't go and hug your grandkids yeah. because you might die... There is absolutely no fucking way I'm going to spend my remaining years in fear and and waste my remaining years not living because I want to stay alive for longer. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of being completely brain dead and left on life support. What is the point? Life is for living and we should all be able to go out and live it as much as we choose to live it. Well, so if you want to be safe and stay home, you can be safe and stay at home. I mean, That's your choice. I think I've just nailed it. I think I've... Genuinely just now. I just thought of it just now. Life or... or the, the, This whole thing. Mm-hmm. The Matrix 4 premiere, the, the, the Matrix 4 trailers. <laughs> what if this is... This is a Wachowski starship. This is the kind of thing. Remember the, yeah. their original like, campaign? Like, what is the Matrix? Mm-hmm. What if they, as a campaign before the launch... Yeah. They put us in the Matrix. We're there. We're in there now. Right? Mm. We are... It, there's blue pills going around everywhere. Yep. And then I think it's coming out in Christmas, right? The new movie. And then they just go, all right, guys, how was that? <laughs> how was that? Go and see. Hey, look under your chair, everyone. Oh, no, no. Like, uh, uh, the next testing center, they'll give you tickets too. Yeah. The Matrix 4. yeah. You've tested positive for two tickets to the Matrix 4. <laughs> so it could be that. That could be that. Um, I hope it's that. Do you, do you remember back when we were in, I would have been primary school and the Blair Witch Project came out? Yes. And that had the, um, what, what what's the term used for that sort of marketing? It's not like product placement or it's like a viral, I can't remember what's, what the term is, but there was all these stories leaked and stuff about this potentially being real to the point that when the movie came out, the majority of people went and saw it, thought it was real. It was so effective. So yeah, this this could be it. And if anyone, uh, if anyone is going to be able to put us in this sort of mess for a marketing stunt and then get away with it, and everyone still think he's a good bloke, is Keanu Reeves. Oh, Keanu. Oh, Keanu. Come on, man. Fair enough. Uh, So what else have I got here? No, I think that's it. I think that is the that is the yeah. bulk of the main stories from this week. We've gone over the hour. That's all right. So look, don't kick your friend in the face again. To finish on something positive, uh, because that's what we're doing. Out. I got a GIRS coming. Yeah. Yeah. But what does all this stuff point to for us? What are the practical things that you can do? Well, number one, as the article says, uh, the majority of people who die from COVID nineteen have had pre existing health conditions. So, exercise, eat well, cut back on booze, cut back on fatty foods. Take vitamins. Those are some things that you can do. Do not neglect your normal doctor's appointments. Yeah. That's been another massive issue out of this is, like I said, our doctor won't even see my wife. Uh, mammograms have gone down. Like all of the regular stuff has all dropped off a cliff. Yep. Go back to doing your regular checks because it is extremely important because there's heaps of people dying from stuff other than COVID. More okay? people. Yeah, uh, According to the Bureau of Statistics. Yeah, you're talking in the, in the vicinity of tens of thousands of people more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, be kind to each other. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, if you are sitting there going, 
fuck, I'm, I'm so deep into this thing, changing my mind right now makes me look like a fool. It's, it doesn't make you look like a fool. We'll give you, we'll hug you. We'll, we'll hug, hug you. you. We'll lock you in with open it arms. Is, is the, the biggest sign of strength. And intelligence. Yep. Absolutely. It is if the you, biggest sign of strength and intelligence to actually be able to change your mind when you are presented with overwhelming evidence to the contrary of your beliefs. Send it is okay. Po- it should be celebrated. Send this podcast to someone in your network that needs to hear it. Yeah. And ask them to like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next audio.